time. I keep wanting to do that. I think it's 30 seconds, and then you get the last three. Dun, 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 two. One. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah, we are. There it is. Deb, you're right. The three, two, one, and we're on. There you go. We're on. All right, we're on. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Skip Clark, host of Skip Happens. Deb, where are you here? Here we are. Deb Lamphier, the uh, president Hello. and founder of the official Country Music Fan Club. Uh, not only here in the Northeast, but working out of Nashville, Tennessee as well. And we talk about Nashville. We talk about the big stars. We talk about the big hits. We talk about people like this young guy right here. I got to tell you, I am such a fan. Uh, if you were at the Thomas Rhett show last year at the Lakeview Amphitheater, you saw him up close, personal. And he freaking rocked the place because people are still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Connor <laughs> Smith, how are you, buddy? It's good to see welcome, you. Welcome, welcome. I'm so good. Thank y'all for having me on and, and let me do this with you. Absolutely. Glad to have you. I, I, I got to tell you, I have heard uh, so much about you. A songwriter turned artist. Uh, you've had a, uh, well, I know you've had a crazy 2021. We're off and running in 2022. Uh, you know, you could be one of the breakout stars of the year. That's what I'm reading. And I happened to see you on NBC the other morning. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're 21. You're just a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you signed your first publishing deal at the age of nine. Is that true? So it's partly true. I, I signed my deal with BMI, which is uh, you know, PRO at nine. And my first publishing deal came at 16. Um, but man, I, since I, you know, I grew up in Nashville and, and growing up in Nashville, you learn being a songwriter is a job. And mm-hmm. since I was seven years old, that's all I ever wanted to do was write country songs and tell stories. And, um, and so I was lucky and, and fortunate enough to be around people that encouraged that and, and supported that. And so, uh, you know, I signed my first publishing deal when I was 16, I was a junior in high school. Oh, wow. Um, and I was, you know, going to school, playing baseball, and just writing songs on Music Row. So I got the best of, best of all worlds. Man, playing baseball. So <laughs> am I correct to say that you took part in the Little League World Series? That's that's accurate. I uh, oh. played in the Little League World Series when I was 12. Uh, and, uh, man, what a wild experience <laughs> in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. My team was mm-hmm. You know, lucky enough to make it all the way, and you had to win three or four tournaments, and you get up there, and uh, yeah, man, it was a it was a special little time. That's my that's my peak of my baseball career. <laughs> we were on Sports Center, and I, I had a top ten play, and <laughs> this, whole, this whole segment about me and wanting to write songs. And you've been in the limelight for many reasons for a very something long like, time. Something like that. I, I I don't know. It's when you when you list it all and you look at it, you go, that's that's crazy, but. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed and had a lot of cool opportunities. Absolutely. Do you feel that living right there in Nashville really helped you out a lot? It's everything, man. It's I, everything. I could not be more grateful and fortunate for it. I, I make the joke. I'm like, you know, they say Nashville's a 10 year town and it's like, well, mm-hmm. I started writing songs when I was six. So mm-hmm. uh, it kind of lined up and, and uh, I just got, it gave me a head start. I mean, you look at so many people's stories as, you know, they didn't know that being a songwriter was a job till they were in college or, you know, a senior in high school or until they moved to Nashville. And for me, being a songwriter was always not only a job, but like it was attainable. And, um, and so it's just, uh, it's all I ever really pursued. And, um, and so just being around it, being in the industry. And then of course, as an artist getting to start my career and, and really have years of just understanding of what that meant and all the different facets of, uh, being an artist, I mean, it just gave me such an advantage. I, 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 uh, wow. I feel super, super thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
like I said in the beginning, you you were you opened up for Thomas Rhett. Yeah. At the amp, and uh, you got to see our amphitheater firsthand here in the Northeast in Syracuse. Did you get a chance to? Well, you said you got in a little bit late. I was just kind of wondering what what did you think of it? And uh, you know, you play so many different venues. Yeah, I mean, it was it was. So we went out there for uh, I was four shows that weekend with with TR, and mm -hmm. uh, that amphitheater was gorgeous, right on the water. Uh, I was telling you, we you know we had the sunset falling right as we we're on stage. I uh, got some super super cool pictures. Um, and, uh, man, beautiful city. The weather was perfect that time of the year. Um, and, and we loved it. So, uh, I, I think you said we're going back there for this Thomas Rhett tour this next summer. Um, yeah. You're going to be, I know in, you're going to be in SEMA. Yeah. Yeah. To Syracuse. So, uh, excited to get back and, and yeah, just a, just a beautiful place. Well, I know there's so many people that are excited to see you. I hope so. Well, with all the places that you tour, we at least made a mark in your memory. That's for exactly. sure. There's exactly. There's a lot of venues. It's hard to remember what's what and where. I need to find this picture that my guitar player posted of him. This is him at the amphitheater. And look at this sunset that's falling. This is in Syracuse. Oh, this is that, that is wow. Right over the water while, you know, while we're on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so. I am thoroughly impressed. There you go. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. And that was done off a of phone, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Me on stage, actually. <laughs> that's, oh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. I guess you don't get those opportunities all the time with all the different venues you go to, but yeah. that setting's got to be absolutely beautiful. When did you sign your record deal, the actual record deal? It was just a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. I, well, I signed it uh, right out of high school in 2019. So the summer uh, after I graduated high school, it's funny. I, I was I was writing. I was kind of you know making my name around town a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of gaining respect in these writing rooms of, um, of you know, among, among that community. And, and uh, record labels, you know, started to reach out and uh, talk to my manager and, and my publishers and, and all that. And um, and they were just, they kind of were like, hey, let's hold off. Let's 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 let him uh, be a high schooler. Let's let him, mm -hmm. you know, start and catcher on my baseball team. Let's let him finish out and, and write for now. And so um, that last semester of my senior year, we, we started to kind of meet with every label and, um and then eventually found our home at Big Machine. Uh, I think we put pen to paper in June. Wow. So of 2019. So uh, man was was super fortunate to uh, land with Big Machine. They've been nothing but amazing and, oh, yeah. and uh, so supportive of me. And I'm such yeah. a massive fan of everyone over there. Um, and then COVID happened. So you know I signed my record. I was going to ask you about that. COVID happened, uh -huh. and then what happened to you? I'm this eager 18 year old kid who's just ready to run and go and put out songs and, you know, live all these dreams. Well, uh, COVID happens and, um, it, it, it put everything on hold. And, you know, at first it's, it's this moment of like, well, crap, what do I, you know, this sucks. What do I do? How do I, you know, how do you be productive? I'm, I really just have to sit around. And, and so I, I, it gave me, uh, looking back on it in retrospect, I, 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 I genuinely could not be more thankful for that year for the year where i was forced to sit there and pause and and reflect and just work my butt off and um because what it did was it made me 10 times more prepared for when we yeah. started i mean the songs got better i really i didn't really figure out who i was and as an mm -hmm. artist the sound and the look and just everything and until um really i think i think uh probably the spring of 2021 
And, um, and so that extra year that it forced me to sit there in the oven right. and just work my butt off, I, I say, you know, if, if any artist or new artist who's trying to do something, you know, ask me for advice, I just, I tell them what I wouldn't have wanted to hear back then, which is, Hey, when you think you have the song, wait another year, you know, when you think uh-huh. you're ready to go, just wait another year and keep working and writing. Cause, uh, it's only going to get better. So who had to calm you down? Like you said, you're 18 and you're ready to run out the gates. So is yeah. it the manager, the family? Yeah, it's you know, you know it's the it's the it's uh you know my 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 really really close team is my manager and my uh, my manager Brad and my producer Zach Crowell and um, we've worked together from day one since I was 16 and, and really developed it and um, and you know I think everybody kind of had their head on a swivel like what do we do uh, now and and everybody kind of right was that a loss for words when COVID happened and and so for me man it was just like you know what everybody's on everybody's on pause so i have to figure out myself how to work my butt off and so i just wrote more songs than ever i i you know we were writing on zoom and building relationships and another thing it did was um every artist was home alone bored too you know they couldn't travel so (laughs) it gave these 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 country superstars uh time to be like you know, look around and, and, uh, so building relationships with those guys, it, it gave the opportunity, Ryan Hurd being one who were on the, mm-hmm. on the road with them. Now we wrote my song, take it slow together. Uh, so, you know, it helped us build a relationship that he's been a big champion for me. And then, uh, you know, the biggest one being Thomas Rhett, um, who of course going out the road with next summer and, um, just, uh, just signed a publishing deal uh, with him and, and his company and, and really just, um, it gave us time to started. We wrote together and then really just connected as human beings and uh, really aligned in a, in a lot of ways. And, and so he's become, he's truly become like a big brother to me. That's um, awesome. That's so awesome. That was a project of it as well. Yeah. Do you get to hang with uh, TR at all? Do you get to go over to the house or do anything like that? Every once in a while we were, I was actually, uh, there's a reason I'm asking. I was with him today uh, okay. for a few hours. Um, and when we were hanging out, I got his hat on right now, but, uh, we, we were hanging out today for a little bit, you know, uh, at first, you know, when we were just kind of getting to know each other, I, you know, hang out at his house and just kind of sit in the studio and, and talk yeah. shop for, for a few hours. But oh, cool. uh, he's a uh, he's he's a busy guy. That's for sure. And uh, when he's not busy with his career, he's busy with with four kids. And that's where I was going. I was yeah. going to ask how the four girls all all under the age of six, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh-huh. T.R.'s got his hands full. There's no well, I'll tell you, that. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I was down uh I was down uh, at the beach um, in in Florida, and mm-hmm. um, and was down this road called Thirty A, which is kind of where everybody in this area goes to vacation. So mm-hmm. if you ever hear Thirty A in a song, I think Morgan has a, has a song that mentions it. You know, you'll hear it a lot. But yep. uh, I was down there, and and I was down there to write with a few people, and we were doing a little writing camp. And I texted Tr because he has a beach house down there, and I was like, you know, if, you, if you're down there, let's you know hop in on a day. And he was all about it. And so um, either way, that that morning. I was uh, I was riding my bike, you know, it's kind of early in the morning, riding my bike around and getting ready for the day. And um, I pull in this little subdivision on uh, on this this little beach subdivision, and there's a guy just like on the side of the road, just doing push-ups, like on this main road. And right as I pull, he hops up, and I look over, and I go, "Oh, you know what? What up, Tr?" And it was time to do push-ups with his shirt off. <laughs> on the side of the road and, and uh just hanging out doing push-ups yeah exactly and, and uh we ended up actually hanging out that day whatever but it's it oh, it cool. just so random that is kind of random i don't know if i'd be doing push-ups on the side of a road if anything somebody yeah. would stop and try to help me get up but mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly he's, he's very down to earth 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, of, of course his dad probably, uh, comes over and hangs out too. So it's kind of, uh, you know, the music is there. The songwriting is there. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, you got a big machine behind you and, uh, and I'll say from my perspective, from my view, you're in good hands because do you know how many artists that big machine has, has developed into stars dude they're just bam bam they're they're bringing them out and uh, it's it's cool they do their homework and your sound i mean you work together they're good people just bam got that big machine man it uh it uh it has been the perfect fit for me i couldn't be more thankful for the people that i get to surround myself with as human beings they're they're awesome humans and and Mm -hmm. uh and of course, their their brilliance when it comes to country music and country radio and and um, and all that. And so, you know, top to bottom, I I I, uh, I trust the people I work with, and I think that's so massive uh-huh. in this town to be able to Absolutely. trust um, who who you know you've put your career in the hands of. So um, it's uh, it's been fun to, especially as we've been on this radio tour and uh, been working this you know single learn from it up the charts and. You know, we really start to work together more and more. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love everybody over there. And, um, you know, like I said, we met with every yeah. label and had a lot of interest and, and yeah. a lot of back and forth. But, um, man, really felt in my gut just from the passion of Scott and, and Absolutely. George and Machine that, that they were going to work their butts off for me and really believed in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we went. And uh, thank God we did because. Uh, that was that was where I was supposed to be. You know, Kevin, I'd, I'd like to go way back because I saw a clip and I knew you were in the baseball world series or the little league world series. Yeah. And, uh, there's a clip of you, I think singing a song. Was it, were you, I mean, you had to be, I don't know, very, very obviously what eight, nine, ten, ten years old, maybe. I don't yeah, know. I was, I was 12, uh, in 12. That, okay. You looked really young. So yeah. I'm going listen to this. Yeah. You had the voice then you knew what you wanted to do. You know, it was always just being a songwriter. I didn't even think about the voice then, but um, man, that's just always what I wanted to do. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, when we were at the Little World Series, they of course interview you. And one of the questions they ask is, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I think everybody in that room probably said, "A you know, a baseball player." And so for me, <laughs> I said, "I want to be a songwriter." And I think that caught them off guard. So they asked me to sing a song, and I did. And <laughs> I saw the clip. Yeah. Center, and uh, that that clip has lived in uh, infamy for for a while. And you still have it. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I had a recording of a phone video of what they had played on SportsCenter for forever. And I, you know, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I didn't until I put out the EP and out of nowhere, the Little League World Series posted the full interview uh, oh, with a back and awesome. forth between me and the, uh, the interviewer. And then mm-hmm. you can see I'm nervous and shy to sing. And then uh, and it was so cool uh, to watch a little 12 year old version of me mm-hmm. at that moment in time. And then, you know, just want to look at him and be like, hey, man, you uh, you're kind of doing everything you wanted. And, and uh, so that was special to see. You know, it's all, it was only 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's Think not wrong. You're Think not about wrong. it. It's mm-hmm. only 10 years ago. And look where you are right now, Connor. That's it pretty fast. cool. It goes fast. It does. It does. Um, in 2022, the tour's coming down. You're you're hitting the road with TR. You're going out with Ryan Hurd. You've got these shows planned. Uh, are you ready? I couldn't be more ready. We uh, I was texting with my band. We uh, you know, we went. We're on this Ryan Hurd tour, which is about a weekend a month, and and so we we had that first weekend, and then we were off until I've got radio tour stuff. But as a mm-hmm. band, we're off until um, 
the last weekend of February, and I, me and my band were texting day like, "Yeah, we need to be on a stage. We're missing." Uh-huh. Uh, but you know what? I, I it's funny. I, my manager kind of told me when I started radio tour, he because he uh, he managed Sam Hunt from day one, and sure, you know Sam Hunt had a very quick blow up, and yep, and he uh, he said he said, "Man, I remember when we started with Sam. He was on the road for about three years, for about 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 about, about two years, and uh, and so." This year, you know, we're just we're going everywhere and just on the road, and um, I'm thankful I get to do it while I'm young because it's a lot. But um, man, I just feel so fortunate. I mean, the, these opportunities and these doors that have opened, like, you know, those are things I, I could have never done on my own, and just uh, you know, well, sure, sure. It, it's 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 okay. wild to, to kind of sit back and and watch these doors open. So uh, we're excited. We'll finally get our uh, we'll get our first tour bus uh, starting <laughs> starting in June uh, for. Yeah, yeah. How uh, exciting is that to get your first tour bus? Seriously, how exciting so exciting. is that? I mean, that's a game changer. We got a. Uh, you're out of the Ford van, and you're in a uh, a Prevost beautiful tour bus. If you know what I mean. All of like all of the texts from like the last two weeks are downloading onto my computer right now. So I apologize for the dinging. Oh, uh, you're fine. Ow. You're fine. You're fine. But uh, either way. Man, when you're when you're on the road, I mean, we played five shows in five days a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and you know you're going to bed at two a.m. and waking up at six a.m. to drive six hours to the next like in a band. Uh. Yeah, brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> um, and so to finally get a tour bus and get a little rhythm to your schedule, uh, man, I'm I'm stoked. So uh, that's a that's a huge thing and a huge accomplishment. And, uh, my band's all excited. Uh, I'll <laughs> get to sleep. Uh, get the fight over the bunk. Who's exactly. going to sleep where? You'd say, I'm Connor Smith. I got the big bed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm at that level yet. But we'll no, see. I, I know. I'm have you uh, played any venues in Nashville, seeing that you haven't been out on the road, just to just to keep you out in front of people? Well, there's a thing in Nashville called Whiskey Jam. And, oh, uh, love whiskey. oh, yeah. yeah been there. Yeah. It's a, you know, every Monday night they do it. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of Nashville tradition. And... Uh, so Whiskey Jam was uh, fortunate was uh, kind enough to let us do a Connor Smith takeover night. Oh, so very nice. the Monday after the EP came out, uh, we did a takeover night, and it was me and and I asked six of my best friends in this town to to play it, and um, that is cool. Know what to expect, um, but it was one of the most special nights of my life. Like one of those nights where you look back and you go, "Man, mm-hmm. I'll remember that for the rest of my life." Mm-hmm. Because um, we showed up and uh, doors open at eight, mm-hmm. and uh, the place was at max capacity by eight thirty. the The line like wrapped all the way around the building, um, and I didn't even go on to eleven. And oh my gosh! And just to see your my hometown kind of show up mm-hmm. for me like that, to see people, I mean, that was mm-hmm. one of those moments where mm-hmm. you really feel momentum uh, as an artist, and you go, "Oh wow! Like this is things are things are changing." Um, and so to have to have that night was was so wildly special. I uh, I was getting up there and I was only going to do you know every artist does three songs, and since it was my takeover night, I was going to do five. And uh, we ended up they wouldn't let us off the stage, and we ended up playing like <laughs> eight, eight or nine songs. What um, a great feeling! Man, it was it was wild. It was uh, yeah, and and to have to get to share it with all my best friends too. Right, right. Super cool, and and then of course the next show we'll play. 
uh, we'll be in Nashville on, on February 24th with Ryan Hurd. So yeah, we'll be in town then. We'll we'll be there for uh, you know everybody talks about it, but it's the the country radio seminar. So we're going to be bouncing around. I know Deb and I will be there. I'll be there with the radio station as well. So <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's talk about social media a little bit. That's why I'm playing this. Here it is. Here it is. Listen. Is there one game every year where I drink a little more beer? It's over for it's over. We go there or they come here. Ever since 06, they get us every season. I wish I could say that's the only reason. I hate Alabama. Dude, that song. I'm just saying. So I got to tell you a little funny story. Please do. So before we, uh, you know, got on the podcast, my other son, who's here, uh, walks in the door and I have this song blasting on my phone as I'm trying to do my hair and all this other stuff. And he walks in the door. He's got all these things in his hand. All of a sudden, he just starts singing this song. And it took me about 10 (laughs) seconds. I'm like, you know this song? He goes, hell yeah, I love this song. We blast this at work all the time. And we just thought, I was like, I didn't even know he was a fan of yours. That's amazing. And uh, we started going into this whole conversation. And apparently they found you on TikTok. Yep. That's so where I was can you going. tell us a little bit about your experience with the TikTok world? That was funny. You know, I Hate Alabama is the first song that I've recorded that I didn't write. And I laughed because... I know that I would be so jealous of whoever put out this song. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm so I'm so lucky it fell in my hands, and I was able to make it mine. But I mean, that song just changed everything for me. I mean, to, um, to have a song explode like that and just poured gasoline on it on every other song. But um, <laughs> so the origins of this this song is, you know, I got I got sent the demo from my producer, and he said. I can't tell if this is brilliant or terrible. Uh, <laughs> That's and, when you know you got to do something exactly. with it when somebody says that. And uh, and so uh, I heard the song and I just kept listening and kept listening. And um, th- it was just such lightning in a bottle. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this, this, this song that was written so well to where it's like, it's this college football anthem, but it's also this heartbreak song. It's this massive like Alabama diss track, yet yet it's the comp yet. Alabama. Like like it was just all of these things. And you know, I'm a big Tennessee Vols fan and the song's kind of from a Tennessee Vols perspective. Um, and so that was even better. And so we knew it was special and we were like, dude, this song has something to it. And uh and but we didn't know how to really, you know, what to do. <laughs> uh, and we also knew that it was kinda on a time crunch, um, because it really had to align with college football and that that was kind of the whole game behind it so we ended up recording the song super low-key at my producer's house without really telling anybody just had my band kind of come in and just do their parts and put it together um with like no budget and and ended up we had this song and we were like yeah like this just needs to get heard we're playing at these live shows and people were kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my older brother, who does all of my video and graphic des- and all my video and pictures and all, all that stuff, we had him just come to uh, my parents' barn, had my band show up, and we just played it and just did this video on one Sunday afternoon. Made the video and then called the label and we said, "Hey, 
we have this song. We know y'all know about it, but we want to put it out onto YouTube and Instagram. Like, would, would, can we do that? Um, with no plan to put out on, you know, any streaming platforms or, or whatever. Well, you know, they let us do that. And um, I put it up that night, a Thursday night. And it got, it got like five times more shares than any other thing I'd ever posted. And I got a call from, from uh, Scott Warshetta that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, this song is, this song is unbelievable. We're putting this song out next Friday. So that was oh, my goodness. eight days. <laughs> So we that's had, probably the quickest turnaround in history ever. So we had to mix, master, mm-hmm. get an album cover, get a plan ready, send it out to DSPs in a matter of mm-hmm. eight um, And amazing. Third, well, I mean, you want to talk about the Lord's timing being perfect. We put it out on that Friday. The next day, Alabama loses for the first time in two <laughs> In 680 days, they hadn't lost. And they and lose the day after we put out the oh, song. Man. To an unranked Texas A&M at the time. Well, uh, yep. Well, uh, social media, you know, took a hold of it and just ran with it. Oh. And, um, so all, you know, it just blew up on TikTok all over, um, and overnight, you know, it it kind of it kind of separated me from these other artists. Of just, it kind of gave me something to be known by, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a Alabama guy. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, it was fun, you know. I'm 21, and and all my friends are in college at all these SEC schools. So, you know, every single weekend, you know, I'll get videos where they <laughs> they're walking past the tailgate and they're blasting it. And so that's so cool. It was wild to see social media kind of explode that, and 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 then the whole team kind of. It was cool because we had a we put a plan together, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then it worked to perfection. And then, mm-hmm. but it was put together really, really quick, which yeah. is usually not the case but yeah. one thing i think deb and i have seen is the fact when these things happen and you put together something really quick thinking ah we're just going to throw this together we'll just do this that next thing you know that's like oh my god that's kicking ass yeah it's, absolutely. It's like why it took yeah. us 10 minutes to do and here it is you know well you know like honestly if if we had said all right this song is great let's go get approval from the label let's go right, right. let's go get take a photo shoot for an album the song still wouldn't be out Right, so, right. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. So it was like, man, we're just going to kind of do this ourselves and then kind of, you know, ask for permission later. Uh, that's, what we did. <laughs> that's the way you do things. Remember yeah. that. It's always easier to ask for forgiveness. They exactly. Say. I think other people will tell you that, too. And don't yeah. tell Borchetta I said that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. But, but all <laughs> He's the cre- probably watching. I know. Exactly. <laughs> but all the credit in the world to Scott and Big Machine yes. for getting behind mm-hmm. it the way they did and mm-hmm. really pouring mm-hmm. fire on it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Can I? I want to throw it back a little bit. When you were six, what kind of songs were you writing when you were six? I mean, not good ones, but uh, <laughs> but you were doing something. I was doing it, and, and uh, you know, I understood what I was doing. If that makes sense, you know, I was yeah. writing no, verses no, I got and choruses and bridges, and and not that these songs were you know anything special or or should they ever see the light of day, but um, I understood the idea and, and kind of the, the theory behind songwriting, and so. I was writing songs about what I was living. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I grew up in church and playing in church, and I was writing mm-hmm. worship songs too. And uh, we, you know, I was writing songs about. You know, I remember one of my first songs was called "Small Town Big Dream Boy," and it's oh, kind wow. of an autobiographical song about you know a kid who had these dreams and mm-hmm. um, and you know whatever it was and and um, and so you know I, I remember writing one song. 
that uh, I wrote about my mom working too much, which was brutal. Uh, I was like, <laughs> seven or something. And, uh, Wonder if she appreciated that time. She did not. She still, rags, <laughs> she still rags on me for it. Um, but then I also remember um, uh, one of my one of my mom kind of tells a story when I was eight years old. It was kind of the first moment she goes, there, "There's something more here than just." a kid going through a phase i wrote a song mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um about my uh my dad's dad my my mom's dad uh, who passed mm-hmm. away before i was ever born mm-hmm. and i wrote a song about you know did he look like me did he talk like mm-hmm. me uh you know just really in-depth stuff for an eight-year-old yeah. kid to be thinking about um and so she kind of always tells us toy that was really where it clicked in her head like hey there might be wow. something more here uh to what this kid is is doing and so I owe the owe the world to my parents for encouraging it from day one. Did they think you were going to be a baseball star? You know, they they uh, you know, as a kid, you're always. And I remember I had days where I thought I'd be a baseball star and just write write songs in the off season and mm-hmm. uh, and whatever. But uh, and and for a while, I thought I'd play college baseball and, and do that whole route. Yeah. Uh, Throw a ball. The, there you go. But uh, <laughs> but by the time that uh, you know, real life gets into play and you're looking at colleges and whatever, I, I figured out what I was doing and and, and some of yeah. this stuff that we're going to get there so you set your goals you knew what you wanted exactly and you were going to do whatever it took to get there which is cool um did you get any downtime over the holidays at all were you able just to kind of put things down for a few days and spend it with family or did you just go 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 man i uh i got about three weeks over uh december uh the year to like really kind of sit down and Mm -hmm went on a family vacation and just got time to rest and, and uh, kind of take it all in for a second. And I didn't realize how massive that would be until it happened. Um, mm. Just to really take a second to realize what it, what had happened in the last six months. I mean, we put out my first two songs ever in July. Uh, and by the end of the year, uh, I was getting ready to put out Davey VP, uh, mm-hmm. announce the tour with Thomas Rhett, um, about to go on the road with Ryan Hurd. Um, and so it all just happened quick. I mean, uh, the support that I've gotten from, from these fans uh, has been, Oh, they love you. There's no doubt. I mean, you, when I had put on my Facebook that we would have you on tonight on the skip happens podcast, I had one woman say, and she was talking about her daughters. Oh my God. The Gottlieb girls love him. It's like, so you're known. And like Deb said, I mean, you know, she was blasting it and her son came home and he's singing the song. It's like, dude this it's, is it's, wow it is it's it's crazy i mean it's uh you can really feel the momentum as a new artist to like feel things change uh, in your life and in your career and so um it's been been a roller coaster and so either way back to your question it's like to get that time to really reflect and kind of mm-hmm. recenter myself and recenter hey what is this what do i want this next year to look like you know as personally how do i balance the craziness of this industry and the craziness of the changing my life changing every day and uh-huh. um yeah. and 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 all that and just balance it with hey staying true to who i am and who i want to be as a human and what i want to be known for as a man absolutely um, so those three weeks were massive and, and entering in it's funny though I, I literally started like my my gear with this ryan Hurd tour like that was kind of really getting back into work and which mm-hmm. was five six shows in six days in a van <sighs> And I was like, I thought I was prepared for it, uh, and I wasn't. Uh, but I don't think it can be. Yeah. Wow. So, so how do you prepare? I mean, yeah. for that, you know, what is your routine to, or yeah. not even a routine? The first time that you really went out, what did you? Yeah. Well, we're still trying to figure it out, to be honest with you. But uh, it's a it's a it's a day by day process of learning. <laughs> um, but you know, it's so much about the people you put around you. 
Um, it mm-hmm. starts with the people I work with and the people that I chose to put in my band and just surround my life with and uh, people that I know are going to not only play the right notes, but hold me accountable and be good human mm-hmm. beings and, mm-hmm. and uh, stay true to you know what we're trying to do. So uh, that's a big part of it. And, and uh, also just, you know, staying disciplined and uh, the little things of, you know, working out and uh, eating, you know, decent, mm-hmm. uh, spend, you know, spending time with the Lord is a big thing for me of just centering myself yeah. and, and who I want to be. But uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weekly battle. It's a, every week. I <laughs> look my way up. How are we going to make it through this one? Well, you do it. it's a tough, it's a uh, tough business. It's a busy business and it's great that you keep yourself grounded, family oriented and keeping with your faith and having yeah. good friends and good people around you. So I also, I, I will say, and I'm sure my mom's watching right now, but uh, having my family uh, be in Nashville and being able to uh, drive home for a home cooked meal that uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's massive. That's a <laughs> nothing big, better than going to mom and dad's for a home cooked meal, right? Thanks, Drop mom. off laundry every once in a while. <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't had time to do this, mom, but uh, here. You know, yeah. we're heading out in just a couple hours. Do you think you can throw it, this in the exactly. water? It, def- yeah. it definitely helps. That's that's cool. Is there any musical history in your family besides you? I mean, your mom or anybody? Well, other than my dad, my dad is a great uh, brick house karaoke version. But other than that, <laughs> <laughs> some Commodores never. It'll never hurt. It's never cool. hurt. But yeah. other than that, there, it's funny. There's not at all. And um, you know, my my story is really my mom is a, a television reporter in nashville oh and uh so uh and she loves country music and so when Mm -hmm. we first moved to nashville i think i was five years old and um and she was working at the nbc affiliate and Mm -hmm. uh and she would kind of raise her hand for all the uh entertainment jobs so uh uh, so she interviewed songwriters and artists and and all these people and and um and so that's how i got the bug for was she was interviewing these massive hit songwriters and i would uh, get to watch uh, them tell the stories of how they're writing these songs and their process yeah. and co-writes and, and whatever. And so that was kind of my, my look into it and, and how it really kind of captured my, my attention. And now you're doing it. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the, that's the wildest part is yeah. I'm literally now friends and collaborators with these same people that I grew up watching or watching. Mm-hmm. Idolize. I mean, is is your mom still reporting or is she an anchor woman or? Yeah. I mean, she, she doesn't work for, uh, the station anymore but she does uh she works more in the entertainment space she'll do red carpets and love it uh, and uh, works for uh she'll do a lot of stuff for uh is it somebody we should look out for you can you can look out for her name is jennifer vickery smith and uh she's uh you definitely find her it's funny most most people that uh when I when I, I I tell uh that she's my mom they'll they'll recognize her or remember her from some interview or something so if you're on the red carpet and you're walking down and there's mom. <laughs> well, I always laugh I because, I, you know, when you're a new artist and you just, you know, your single is just getting on the charts yeah. and you're uh-huh. just going, you're walking your first red carpet and no one cares about you. Um, I know that I'll have one interview. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That is true. I was going to just say that what amazes me is you are at such a young age, six, seven years old, eight years old, listening to these interviews who, what child in their mind would even fathom, you know, what, oh, that's something I want to do when I get older. Cause well, it's funny. It's funny. Like, um, my mom recently, like this last week, 
Uh, my mom's getting a lot of love in this podcast, so she is gonna y'all y'all the new <laughs> favorite interview. Um, <laughs> a lot of oh, good home cooked meals coming. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> we'll um, be there. We'll be there in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but my mom recently found all of these uh, kind of uh, class projects, like dating back to like first grade, and there was one like progress report from when I was like four years old, where the teacher writes. Uh, Connor often makes up songs in his head and sings them throughout class. <laughs> and then, of course, all throughout elementary school, you know, I'm, t- I'm writing about writing songs and wanting to be a songwriter. Um, and so it was always just, I guess, in me. And I, I always say that my story is one of having an ability and a talent and a gift to do something and then uh, being put in the perfect environment to foster that, you know, being in Nashville and, and kind of around it. Wow. Amazing stories. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, what would be uh, your dream collaboration? It's mm. a great question. I, I always say that Kenny Chesney is like my Garth Brooks. Like, you know, Kenny uh-huh. Chesney was the guy yeah. that uh, was, you know, the guy I idolized in his music and really grew up on. And so I would love to work with him. Um, you know, right now, Eric Church is Wow, church is awesome. Uh-huh. Is I, I, I respect him so much and love his writing. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there will be a Thomas Rhett collab uh, at some point. <laughs> that, uh, I think that's coming sooner rather yeah. than later. That, that, that will work together. What about somebody like Morgan Wallen? I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, I know he's got one of the most gifted and blessed voices I've ever heard. No doubt. It, no doubt. It, it, it's a uh, it's like a it's like a drug listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. It, it captures you, and so. Uh, he's on a tear right now. I mean, he's he's hotter than anything he's ever been in country music, right? Now. Absolutely. So, um, met him a couple times. Was hot walking out the door, though. I mean, I mean just yeah. So, he's amazing. He's crushing it. Um, and uh, but know, so are you. If I definitely wouldn't say no to answer your question. There you go. There you go. Go ahead. Oh. oh. Okay. What? 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 But, no, I have a question, but it's oh. back on the music thing, and I don't want to mess you up with your train of thought. Send <laughs> it. I don't have a train of thought. You okay. know that it goes well, in I, all different directions. I, I'm always looking at the business side of things because I always like to know how the back end works. Me and too. Looking at your, you know, Spotify puts out all these numbers of streams that people get on their songs. And you being a new artist, you know, all of your songs, I was looking them up earlier, you're not like in the millions, like the mm-hmm. millions of streams. And mm-hmm. a lot of artists, you know, they're so excited, you know, when you get 100,000 100, or a couple of hundred thousand, but you are like, not just a million, it's like 3 million for a song. Yeah. What do you think of when you look at those numbers? I mean, what yeah. runs through your brain? You know, it's... uh it's you never know what to expect as an artist you know you just kind of love songs and you put them out and you'll see what happens and um and so to have people appreciate them and like make them a part of their life Mm -hmm. is a big deal um and uh, i don't take it for granted and also you know coming this year i mean we have had massive support from every uh dsp which for those watching is digital streaming platform so amazon Mm -hmm. apple music spotify all across the board, every one of them has really just like backed me up and supported me in in ways that uh, I could never dreamed of, and you know made kind of every one of their artists to watch lists, which was awesome. And um, and then when EP came out, you know just kind of seeing them support it was was super special. And and so then to you know get on Spotify and 
see I hate Alabama, you know, have all those mm-hmm. dreams and then learn from it now and uh, take it slow. And, and really a lot of that is supernatural. I mean, I hate Alabama uh, is just people listening, you know, there's no sort of manipulation of those numbers. And, uh-uh. um, and to see it, to see it also like not just be one song, you know, to see it kind of stretch across every song. I mean, to get a hundred thousand streams on, uh, didn't go too far somewhere in a small town, uh, the first week that they were out mm-hmm. as a brand new artist, like that, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's cool to see. I mean, it's so out of your control and you just kind of mm-hmm. watch and see what happens, but it really shows you that, that something that we're doing is, is uh, reacting and, and picking right. up traction. And, uh, I'm thankful that I'm not the only one who likes these songs. <laughs> well, how well, your do you talent is appreciated <laughs> yeah absolutely how do you pick because they're all great songs mm-hmm. they're all getting a great response the numbers are through the roof so how do you decide which one you're going to send to us at radio I know, well <laughs> that's a great question well you know the first single learned from it um we chose that song as the first single uh because when you really look at what come on there it is it. go ahead no I'll, just, I'll keep it low but uh, when you look at like, hey, we're trying to build a community. We're not just trying to get one single together. And there could be a better introduction to who I am than her. Those are all just stories of stupid things I've done growing up. Uh, I love it because the fun of these songs, it still says something. And I think it's yeah. that. Here's a little radio react. And then, uh, of course, the Here, here's a little taste of it. This I guess I'm cutting grass, saving cash to buy that truck I wrecked in three months. All the time I got sick in my backyard for a first dip, it was way too much. And I guess get in my truck, bring the windows down, crank yep. this up, and I'm gone, baby. If it is. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Doing, man, listen to this. There it is. It's Connor Smith. That's who we're talking to. If you haven't, well, it's right on the screen there. This is, this is pretty awesome tonight. So, yeah. wow. But Just amazing, know, dudes. What's cool about that song is, um, I wrote that song with one of my best friends in the world, Daniel Ross, just me and him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, if, uh, if this song, you know, goes all the way up, it'll be his first, uh, hit radio single. And, um, and so to get to share that with him and kind of mm-hmm. be on this journey with him, literally as you're playing that, he texted me and said, we're 57 on the, on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and so to get to share that with him and kind of be on the journey and, and, uh, and watch it kind of slowly. I mean- kind of- that Pretty means cool. I'll be getting a phone call tomorrow from Don. I'm just saying. <laughs> exactly. That's how it, that's how it goes. Yeah. It's all good too, and I'll be there for you. Oh yes, uh, man, it's so exciting. Um, what is one most probably the the most important lesson that you've learned from doing all this? Uh, you know, like go, it goes back to it's all about the people around you. It's yeah. about the people that you okay. that you put in your life. I mean, on every facet of this industry, it's a it's a wild thing. It's a wild way to live your life. Uh, to be, because genuinely, what it is 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 uh, it's building a business and a company that is centered entirely around you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so yes. really, try, yeah, really try to figure <laughs> out uh, how to make that normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thing. And, and um, and so just about putting the people around you. Um that you trust uh, in, in the way that they operate in business, but also, you know, that you trust in the way they operate as humans. 
Um, and, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like, I remember getting off a radio tour for, for the first couple of months I was on a radio tour and, and um, I was going, you know, that's eight weeks in a row of just going three meetings a day where mm -hmm. I'm just talking about myself and mm -hmm. every meeting is just about me and my music and my story. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting back home and sitting on uh, my little screened in porch at my apartment with uh, three of my best friends from high school. And I remember sitting there and realizing I was having a hard time not talking about myself. <laughs> and I had to sit, sit back for a second and just kind of realize that. Um, yeah. And so it's a weird thing and it's easy to get caught up in. So uh, having yeah, people that will call me out is massive. But the best advice, I, I, I say it all the time, but the best advice that I've gotten was from Thomas Rhett, uh, who has done it about as good as you can do it. Um, and to anyone who's watching, you know, what you see from him, he's even mm -hmm. better in person, like just a phenomenal human being. And, uh, he, he told me early on, he said, listen, man, it's uh, it's as crazy as you want it to be. Uh -huh. And uh, if you want, you know, to go chase money and girls and uh, alcohol and all that, you can. Uh, but uh -huh. if you also want to have a family and uh, stay true to who you are, you can do that, too. It's just about, yeah. you know, how yeah. you do yourself. So that kind of made it seem reasonable for me uh, and kind of, you know. He's so right, life. though. He's so, so right. Yeah. It's, I mean, the more I've gotten into it, the more I've realized the truth in it. Mm-hmm. But I was going to just comment on that part of it about them. I listened to his wife, Laura's podcast, the whole thing from A to Z. Yeah. And I learned so much about them, him and them together and how family oriented they are and how grounded they are and all the things they stand for and what he had mm -hmm. relayed to you was relayed in that podcast yeah. and you really have to take it to heart because this is that kind of business that can bring you down many many different paths <laughs> that's the truth that's the truth but uh you know and for for tr i mean uh lauren has uh has been such a big part of his story but True. but also just uh part of you know his life and uh, she definitely uh, makes sure he's in line at every oh, step. Oh, yeah. Good for her. No, absolutely. You know, and I got to say, one screw up in the media is right there or somebody's yeah. right there. And it's just, you know, good, bad, indifferent. It's they're going to it's not good for you. If mm -hmm. you know you, what I you've mean. always got eyes on you. That's that's one. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and you're human. And uh, yep. And uh yeah, so you you got to be careful, especially especially nowadays. Yep, you know that. Um, if you could go back to to your mom's house and have a dinner, let's say it's um, if you could eat uh, one meal for the rest of your life at your mother's house, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, I'm having dad cook some steaks. Um, we're doing I'm some mashed potatoes. Cauliflower is a go to for me. Mm -hmm. uh, green beans, you know, just the just the fixings. But uh, my dad, I was. The other night, uh, I haven't written it yet, but uh, the other night I was at, uh, we had a family dinner and uh, my dad cooked some steaks and uh, I said, I said, dad, appreciate the steaks. And he said, hey, I did it for you. And right when he said, that's a good song idea. So uh, when you <laughs> when yeah. you see a song come out, saw I did it for you or whatever, you know, <laughs> my dad, my dad gave me the idea. We'll know so, that little story behind the song. Yeah. How big is the steak? Four ounces? Oh, come on now. We're going T-bones. <laughs> what are you talking we're about? Going, we're going T-bones. I, no, I know. I, I'm saying that because um, I had a physical here like last week. Not, 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 I won't go into details, but my cardiologist <laughs> said, all right, now you need to cut back on the meats. No more than four ounces. And I'm going, 
Yeah. I'm a beef eater. No, that's not going to work, Doc. No. You don't understand. I don't think so, Doc. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's why I asked. It's mm -hmm. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Are we going to get to hear a song before we... If you, you want, want one, tonight? I got a guitar right here. And no, I, if you I, want to, absolutely. We'll do one before we say doc. goodbye. Um, I can play whatever y'all want. We can do... Uh, we can we'll take stuff I hate Alabama, learn from it, or... Okay. Well, I, 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 I love the Alabama song. I say I love that. I, I was going. That wasn't going to come out too right, but go with Alabama. Well, uh, you knew what I was going to say. I love Alabama. Well, uh, we'll do that one. I think this okay. is too. But uh, yeah, this is I Hate Alabama, and uh, <laughs> this is definitely the song that that uh, changed my life. Well, I hate Alabama. I hate Alabama. There's that one game every year where I drink a little more beer. It's over for us, over. We go there or they come here. Ever since 06, they think you just save a season. I wish I could say that's the only reason. That I hate Alabama, I hate Crimson Red, and I hate how the yellow road side when I got a brace head on my head. And I love Lynn Skinner, but Lord, I hate Sweet Home, cause when I hear it, all I see is a girl with house to thorn in the stairs of Tuscaloosa, mine lost by 22. But I hate Alabama, cause that's where I lost you. I drove there every weekend, the falls weren't home kneeling. Girl, you had this Tennessee in, see it ten years down the road. You had to go break my heart in a big cake of frat house yard. I guess some things work and some things don't. I guess some things change, but one thing won't. I hate Alabama. I hate Crimson Red. And I hate how the yellow road tied when I got a brace head on my head. And I love Lynn Skinner. Lord, I hate Sweet Home. When I hear it, all I see is a girl with house to thorn in the stands of Tuscaloosa. Might have lost by 22, but I hate Alabama, cause that's lost you. That's where I lost you. I wish I could untrive those miles on by that trip. On get your name and just be mad about the game. When I say I hate Alabama, yeah, I hate Alabama. I hate Alabama. I hate Crimson Ridge. 
Wow. There you go. So there you are on stage singing that at the mm -hmm. amphitheater, and you got 17,000 fans mm -hmm. out in front of you singing it right back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all fun and games until we do that uh, show with Thomas Rhett in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah really. Exactly. I have a lot of friends out that way, too. <laughs> well, don't be coming. I'll be my security guard that night. I might do. I love it. it. I'll have to get that verbiage down, though. I love that. I love I hate Alabama. I love I, I, love, I hate Alabama. Okay. That's what love I was it. trying love to say before, and it got a we've been twisted. We've been selling, uh, we've been selling <laughs> these. Get one on my website or at these shows. We've been selling these I hate Alabama sweatshirts that just say I hate Alabama. And, They've been selling like hotcakes, so I guess I'm not the only one. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Funny. It's Connor Smith, everybody. Connor, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time. Uh, I know you're a very busy person. I mean, you're you're ready to go out on tour. You're, we'll see you with Thomas Rhett. Uh, dude, I just want... You know, for somebody to take the time to do this, we do, you know, we appreciate it very, very, very much. I can, Absolutely. You're definitely What? somebody to watch, and... Uh, You know, I know we're going to hear a whole lot from you real soon. I sure hope so. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and, and thanks for uh, letting me crash the podcast. <laughs> no, anytime, dude. Spread the word. Tell TR we want him on the Skip Happen show, uh, the podcast. Text him right now. Text him, text him right now. No. I wonder if he was watching. I don't know. I kind of doubt it, but you never <laughs> he know. He can go back and know. watch well, he, He's, he's busy, tending though. to four children right now. I was now. just going to say bedtime. that. He, He could be changing diapers, reading stories. He could be watching uh, Barney or something. I don't know. You never know. Oh, my God. The Paw Barney Patrol. Way out there, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Little Paw Patrol. All right. Connor Smith, everybody. Connor, thank you again for joining us here on Skip Happens tonight. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in just a couple of weeks. Can't wait. See y'all. We'll be there. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. Good night. Thank you for joining. There we go.